the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And the winning combination, the award-winning combination, Rich <laughs> Jekyll is back in the studio. Uh, hello, of, Christopher Hart of Hearts. Uh, that's right. That is Rich Jekyll of Score. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And we're ready to go with today's What's the Score radio show. And once again, thanks for tuning in. You know... I was looking through some old notes the other night. We started this show four years ago in June. You're kidding. No, I ain't. I thought it was May three years ago. No, four years ago you in know, June. You would know. How about that? <laughs> that makes us four years older. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. <laughs> no less experience. Yeah. So it is a pleasure to have been part of this and, of course, uh, serving the Central Florida community for that time. Yeah. And making folks aware of what SCORE has to offer. And they got a lot to offer over at the National Entrepreneur Center in the Fashion Square Mall. Give them a little taste of it, Rich. Oh, yeah. We have about 60 counselors over there that offer free counseling for uh, businesses. I don't care what stage of your business growth you're in, whether you're a startup or you want to expand or you're having difficulty with social media and marketing, we're there for you. And it is the big F-word. F-word, man, it's free. That's right. This mentoring program is absolutely free. There are great volunteers over there. And Rich is not alone. You got a lot of help over there. I do. I do. So, Nobody as good as me, but yeah, I got a lot of help. He, he's the award-winning <laughs> Rich Jekyll. I am Jekyll. the one. And there are some 60 or more volunteers Roughly, there yeah. now. And, of course, that's just in the Orlando office. SCORE is a national organization with how many offices nationwide now? About 390 and over 15,000 volunteers. So there is a SCORE office. Huge. Nobody knows about it. That's right. So if you're listening on the Internet, which a lot of people do, uh, there is a SCORE office near you if you're anywhere in the United States of America. And once again, they are volunteers from all walks of business life and life itself, of course. And they can impart their knowledge and wisdom to you, as Rich said, for free. And now they also offer seminars, classes, uh, uh, templates for paperwork that you might need. Yeah, business templates. Yeah, yeah, and guidance to other organizations because SCORE's not alone over at the National Entrepreneur Center. Yeah, 13 other organizations that are business-minded and they're there to serve the community. Yeah. And uh, you got organizations there like the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Right. 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 And, and Prospera, who does yeah. uh, Hispanic loans and grants and that kind of stuff. And all of this is in the National Entrepreneur Center at the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. Now, someone is, from SCORE is there. Let's see. Monday through Friday. No. no I know. I, okay. See, nine, okay. You're getting to it. Monday through Friday, it's 9 to 5, right? Right. And then Saturday, it's... Nine to two. So there's somebody there six days a week, at least nine to two. 
nine to five weekdays. And not a robot. No. And you can actually talk to them. That's right. And if you actually want to talk to Rich face to face, you can either go there and, and, you know, take your chances that he might be working that day. Or you can set up an appointment by calling SCORE office here locally, 407-420-4844. And by the way, the website, once again, is Orlando.score.org, where you can see all the things SCORE has going on. Or they can stop by Dexter's. Yeah, that's right. And that's where you'll find Rich. Uh, But uh, on August the 22nd, from 4 to 7 p.m. in the afternoon, you will find him at the Orlando Science Center for the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce Business Showcase. Right, Rich? That's it, man. I'm in charge of what we call speed counseling, which is if you are a business owner or you want to start a business or something, you can get in and spend about 20 minutes with me or one of the counselors with me and discuss your issue or your need. And in some cases, we might be able to resolve it right there. In other words, we're going to have to set up an appointment, a one-hour appointment, so we can talk to you further at the Entrepreneur Center. All right. So that's the 22nd of August. That's the Orlando Science Center. And that's, uh, once again, being sponsored by the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce. It's their now annual business showcase. And that 22nd is going to be on a, a Wednesday. So uh, put that on your calendar if you'd like to meet Rich. And that's free. As a, you know, and Absolutely, refreshments man. Refreshments and all kinds of stuff going on over there. Yeah, four they're going to have a lot of sponsors there with different booths and tables. All right, 4 to 7 p.m. All right, so, you know, we oftentimes talk on the show about the advantages of using the social network in business and uh, all the ways, myriads of ways that you can do that in marketing and that sort of thing. And uh, we've never, I don't believe, Rich talked about sort of the, well, are you putting yourself uh, in jeopardy by doing that? The by dark doing, side. Yeah, the, the dark, dark side, side of the Internet. Right. So uh, our guest the today. Dark net. Yeah, that's right. Uh, today, our guest knows a little bit about that. Um, she is uh, uh, a cybersecurity expert. Uh, because she's been cyber stalked and uh, found out a lot about what uh, all that means and how it goes on. And she's actually written a book. It's called Marlin's Cry, a fishing story. That is P-H-I-S-I-N-G story. The digital damnation of civilized society. So it'll be a fascinating conversation today, I'm sure, with Casey Tennyson. Casey, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, the first thing we usually do around here is find out a little bit of something, a little something about our guest. And so uh, are you from this area? Wait a minute. Before you get into that, are you really a relative of Arthur Lord Tennyson? I actually am. That's the writing career. All right. No <laughs> kidding. That's where you got your writing genes from. Right. Okay. So I just had to figure out how to make a living at it. So I went to UCF, got an advertising and journalism degree. Okay. All right, well, see, we've already jumped ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. All right, so are you from this area? I am, actually. So you born and raised here? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I went to UCF, so I never raised my family here, had my career here. And what did you do for a career? I have an ad agency. And when I was in my 20s, I ran an in-house ad agency for Don Mealy, who was a mega dealer at the time. Don Mealy Chevrolet. Right. That's it. Yeah. 
And, of course, everybody knew Don Mealy Chevrolet. Probably because of my ad. It could have been. Very well so. <laughs> I and, didn't know him because I was in Virginia. Yeah, he was one of the major car dealers here. And, uh, That's what I, I heard. Yeah. He and Roger Holler, I believe, were the two major oh, yeah. Chevrolet dealers mm-hmm. in Central Florida. Yep. Um, so, as a young woman, you were you were working in a pretty important position. Well, when I interviewed with him, he told me if I would quit calling, he would have good news for me. So I was just more tenacious than anybody else. You were and that persistent. Would be, and that would be some of my advice to some of these young entrepreneurs to go ahead and be persistent because he did hire me. All right. So at UCF, is that what you studied, marketing? I did. Uh, advertising and journalism. And journalism. Okay. Did you ever pursue anything in, until you got into writing uh, as far as journalism? It was always a part of what I did. So for all of my clients, I always did newsletters and, you know, I wrote scripts. I So the writing has always been a part of what I've done. And so whether I was running an ad agency or ghostwriting, I'm a ghostwriter for people, writing my own books. So Okay. What well, does ghostwriting mean? Ghostwriting means that you could hire me to write your life story, your name's on the book, but I'm actually doing all the work. Uh-huh. And that's the way most politicians' exactly. books are written and most celebrities' exactly. books are written, if I understand it correctly. Um, the uh, What was the first book that you ghost wrote? Dear? The first one I did was for Sandy Dan. He was an orthodontist here in town. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to control his legacy, and he wanted to tell stories the way he wanted them told, and he wanted to document all of his hunting and fishing. Oh, yeah. He was, he'd go the on the safaris over in Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he own or have something to do with the Dubs Dread Golf Course over there? His grandfather built it, one of his grandfathers. And all that's in the book. I wrote two books for him. I wrote a couple for him, but the two you'd want to, you could get on Amazon. Dreadful Errors in Judgment is the one about hunting and fishing. And Sandy Dan's Old Lando is all about Orlando history. From his perspective. And cool. if I'm not mistaken, uh, his son uh, followed in his footsteps, didn't he? Uh, one of the sons is running an orthodontics practice, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, fascinating. And so uh, you were right. You were, sounded like you had a pretty good thing going. So oh, yeah. That at, was great. At, at what point did, uh, are you still uh, in marketing? Uh, oh, yeah, I have an ad agency. Still have the ad agency. I still do that, and I still do the ghostwriting, and my typical client might be older, but now uh, my client that I'm working with now is actually my age. So it's just whoever has the money and if I like their story. Okay. <laughs> it's got to be interesting, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to write. And it can't be too well, creepy. So Some people have stories, but I don't want to be the writer on them. Uh, I can understand that. <laughs> that leaves me out. Casey Tennyson <laughs> sure does, Rich. Beat me to that one, didn't you? Casey yeah, Tennyson yeah. is our guest today, and uh, she is the author of the book Marlin's Cry, A Fishing Story. So you ghost wrote books, but at what point did you start writing books on your own? Under your own name. Oh, uh, the early 2000s. I started with little ones that I would do to coincide with my magazine chart, so chart, charity, art. And so what I would do is I would write a book, then I would have the artist create art that related to the book, and then I would have music composers compose music, filmmakers make films about it, oh, and my I God. And so, performing artists, and then we do a big film about it, and that would become the content for the magazine. Okay, Holy so cow. Uh, well, how did the <clears throat> pardon me? How did the magazine start? 
Uh, the magazine started because I had a bunch of small ad agency clients that all wanted to target high in Winter Park, and there wasn't a way to effectively, efficiently do that within these small budgets. So I just put all of my clients together, combined their budgets, okay. and wrote about my own two favorite topics, which would be charity and art, thus chart. Okay. Is that magazine still available? Uh, it is. It's online. Okay. It's um. You know, it's a little dormant right now. I'm doing it in South Florida now, but it's still alive and well. Okay. All right. And where can someone find that? They can go onto the website, chartcharityart.com. And you just spell all that out, chartcharityart.com. And I see you have a Facebook page. I do. They can get all the links to all of that on the website. Okay. is the best way to find me. Okay. Chartcharityart.com. Okay, we're coming up on the break here in just a few seconds. Once again, our guest today is Casey Tennyson. And Marlon's Cry, a fishing story, is about cybersecurity and evidently the lack of it. Is that uh, kind of the gist of it That's about it. All right. So if you're on, you know, out there at all, you're in jeopardy if you're not aware of uh, some of the things that can, uh, some of the pitfalls. You're not kidding. So when we come back, uh, we'll get into that with Casey Tennyson. And once again, her website is chartcharityart.com. And don't forget the SCORE website, orlando.score.org, where you can find out about all the things like the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce Business Showcase, right? Right. Uh, on that website. All the seminars, all the upcoming events, everything. And the Four Years Archive. Four Years. Radio oh, my God. Show. We're getting old, man. Uh, you speak for yourself. Yeah. I got all it. right. In the meantime, <laughs> we'll take a break and come back with more from Casey Tennyson and What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. I am Christopher Hart, along with Rich Jekyll. Our guest today is Casey Tennyson, author of the book Marlin's Cry, A Fishing Story, The Digital the digital Damnation of Civilized Society. And this is right up my alley here. Oh, God, uh, here we go. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, you know, we've been hearing a lot about this lately. Uh, having to do with elections and things, right? Uh, that is generally when you talk about cybersecurity, what pops into people's minds because it's in the news, uh, whether you like it or constantly, not. Constantly. Exactly. And, but that's just on the, the larger scale. There's also the scale that whatever you're doing, you may be exposing yourself. And at some point, you found yourself exposed. Absolutely. I was doing the magazine, and part of that was that I did art shows that were charity fundraisers, and I was down in Palm Beach, and I was growing my business and growing my magazine down there. A creepy guy was coming to all my art shows, but you're in business, so you got to be nice to people. You're in sales, right? Sure. And so he's coming to my events. He has to borrow my phone. He goes outside for 15 minutes, and he clones my phone. Those were the days, though. You know, back in the, what, 80s? Yeah, 2011. 2011, okay. 2011, that you, you didn't gave hear your about, phone. You didn't hear about cyber right. safety. You didn't hear right. about cyber stalking. Yeah. It wasn't on the news. It wasn't a term. Right. The NSA was secretly spying on all of us at that time. So oh, the government yeah, right. wasn't going to help. The police stations weren't going to help. Nobody right. was going to help. Right. And so it, it, you would have let someone borrow your phone back then. Right. 
course, you don't want to do anything of that nature now. No. Uh, but once they got that information, uh, he was uh, cyber stalking you. No, he cloned yes. her phone first yeah. of all, right? Yeah, but yes. what is what does that and mean? And then and then he got access to my computer by sending me an email with an attachment that stupidly that I accidentally opened. So then he had control of both of them, so he could be me. So he could cancel appointments. He could erase all my files. He could do all of this crazy stuff. He could give me creepy messages through the um, – com- all of it's in the book, by the way. Everything that happened in 2011 is actually in the book. And so it, he would make it look like I was doing it to myself. But I wasn't up at 3 in the morning doing <laughs> erasing my own files. So that it would be scary, wasn't it? It was terrifying. And so there was really no way, there was nobody to help, really. I started asking around. Nobody could help. And so I just bought a new computer, went on with my happy life. I wrote a book about it in 2012. Uh, My whole magazine was themed about it. And I collaborated with UCF Theater Department. And we did a whole big cybersecurity theme in the magazine and in the book, 2012. 2013, the stalker came back for eight long months. So I hired because by, he was ma- angry at you for all this publicity. I don't think he wanted that publicity, right? <laughs> but you didn't name the person. I never. I couldn't, have not no because I couldn't prove, prove it. it was him, right. even though I knew who it was. Right. So then I hired law firms. I hired forensics people. I hired all kinds of people for eight months, and could never really prove who it was. So sometimes they do get away with it, even though it is a felony. If somebody is in your computer and they are messing with your business without your permission, it is a felony. So if you can prove it, you do have legal rights. How did you stop it? Uh, I finally just bought new computers, came up with a new identity. It was actually, it got so bad. He had made a key to my house at that point in 2013 Hmm. to get to the computers. No. I mean, this is a movie. What happened in 2013? (laughs) But... So what happened was I just bought all new stuff. And really it came down to the police, the detectives. Everybody just said, look, if you really want to get rid of this guy, the only you need to go get a whole new identity and start a new life, say goodbye to your children, and just go through the witness protection program. They said that really that would be your only way to truly get rid of this guy because he's going to trail you forever, and there's nothing you can do. Once they know your social security number – once they know your name, once they know all this data about you, they can hack back in anytime they want. God. So uh, pretty somber. Scary. Yeah. So after all this is when you wrote Marlin's Cry a Fishing Story. Right. Really it was to I'm a professional communicator. That's what I do for a living. And I thought there are other small businesses. I got put out of business twice. And there are other small businesses out there that might benefit from my mistake because everything I did was totally avoidable. I didn't have to give him access to right. my computer and my phone. And so it was totally avoidable. And so there are 85 tips in the book of things you can do to make yourself cyber safer. And so not technical data, but through the storyline, it talks about things that you can do just to be more aware, to be more diligent and to protect your small business. And fishing isn't with an F. It's P-H. Right. Right. Like a fishing scam. It's a play right. on words because, of course, I'm a writer. Yeah. Right. And Marlin. And what – we'll explain to folks exactly how fishing works. Okay. Well, what fishing is 
is you're getting an email in the mail and it's not really from who it is and there's malware or spyware or something embedded Trojan in that. Yeah. So if you see something and it doesn't look right or it doesn't feel right, use your intuition. And I give talks to small groups, so Rotary Clubs, Chamber of Commerces, Country Clubs, that's women's groups, book groups. And one of the things that I really press into is use your intuition because your intuition knows when something's wrong. Well, can you, let me ask you this. Can you look at the email, just don't respond to it? Or can you just, once you see it show up, don't even look at it? Delete, delete, delete. Well, how do you know what to delete? In other words, when I look at my phone and I get an email, it'll give me like a time and a, a, you know, who's sending it. Name. And maybe a subject. But that's about it. So is that enough information to determine that you should open it or not? You follow what I'm saying? That That's a hard question. I think you just have to use your judgment for mm-hmm. your computer, for well, your contacts, the well, way I, that you communicate. Okay. Well, I guess it's more of a technical question. If, In other words, what triggers the actual phishing? Do you have to respond to, to trigger it? Oh, no, no. So... Well, phishing is the act of them trying to get to you. That's right. what phishing means. Right. So if okay, you open so, it, so what, what happens is how, when you open it, mm-hmm. that's when you're at risk. If you don't open it and you just delete it, okay. maybe they still got in there, but... Okay. Usually you have to open an attachment or something like that. So you can open the email, but if it has a an attachment that sounds fishy, so to speak... Uh, or, Don't open the attachment. Or certainly if it's asking for some kind of response. Right. Right. Correct. Or right. dollars or something like that. Right. Okay. And once again, and one, if you get caught, if you get snagged by this, it, there's really no easy way out. Is that what your experience was uh, telling you? My experience was that it was very hard. It was very, very hard once they get in. Because once they get in... As it was explained to me, then you're putting up all the safety and you're locking the door with a burglar standing behind you in your house. Okay. <laughs> so once they're in, they're in. And so then the easiest thing to do and what everybody will tell you to do is just go buy a new computer. But guess what? If they have all of your data, they can just hack back in. They'll hack into your new one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Casey Tennyson is our guest today. And by the way, her website is chartcharityart.com. Is that where someone can get a copy of your book, Marlin's Cry? They could find out how to, but actually they could order it online on Amazon. Okay. Marlin's Cry, A Fishing Story, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, A Fishing Story by Casey Tennyson. And uh, uh, I see also here you have uh, uh, some binary numbers here. Uh, are, is this any significance? Does this say anything right here on the cover oh, of the book? it's just graphics. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's I just me being creative. There was a secret code here, you know, cause, uh, <laughs> it, because, of course, the digital world is binary. And that's how it's so easy to do all this. What What makes life easier for us makes it easier for the people who want to spy on us, right? Right. right. Uh, go ahead. Right. Well, my biggest advice is to anybody who even actually everybody, even before you've been hacked, is go ahead and put your safety net together, just like you would if a hurricane was coming. Go ahead and put your little group together. Go ahead and figure out if this happens to me, because it will to everybody eventually. 
figure out who is a forensics person I trust, who is a computer person that I trust, and have your go-to person that's already handwritten on a Post-it note somewhere so you don't even have to go into your phone to contact them, and have your plan ready ahead of time. Are there any general things that you have observed that people in business are doing that would make them more susceptible? Because a lot of times they have to give more and more people access to the, you know, their inner workings. Well, I think the biggest risk is social media. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that because I have an ad agency. And guess what? People pay me to do their social media because they want social media and they want to be out there. But it is the biggest risk because you cannot control who sees that. If I send you an email, I have some control over that. If I put a message on the Internet, on social media, I have no control who sees it. Okay. So, uh, as I said, the the things that make it easier for us to do what we want to do also make it easier for whoever wants to do harm to us. Right. Susceptible. To to do that as well. And I see also you have here, it's not the subtitle, but it's on the cover of the book. It says, a true story in part and an alarming message to America in whole. And what would that alarming message be? We're very much at risk. I mean, we see this now. This is a few years later. I wrote it in 2011. In 2011 and 2012, when this was happening, when I wrote that, I wanted to let the world know. I wanted to be chicken little. I wanted to run around and tell everybody Mm -hmm. we are at great risk. We are at great risk. Of course, now it's happening. We have allegations of meddling and, like you said, and politics. We have businesses being hacked and taken down. We have security threats, and it's on the news every day. But when I wrote this book, it was big news for America. And so the message obviously is slowly getting through, but is anybody really – capable of doing anything about it everything's capable i met the original engineer for aol Mm -hmm. and i said why didn't you put any safety measures in there and he said money was falling from the ceiling we were just making money the key is to put the safety measures in there when they're building these platforms so rather than doing it as an afterthought after they've made their millions to put the safety um, measures in there. Uh, Rich, you're going to have to hold it because we have to take a break. Once again, we're speaking today with Casey Tennyson, author of the book Marlin's Cry. You spell Marlin's just like the fish because as in fishing, right? But fishing as in P-H-I-S-H. Uh, Marlin's Cry, a fishing story, and you can get it on Amazon. And uh, also her, her website for the magazine where you can also find out more information is chart charityart.com. Just spell all that out, chartcharityart.com. And don't forget the SCORE website, orlando.score.org, where you can find out everything SCORE has got going on. And we're going to go on to a break and come back on the other side. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. Speaking of combinations, maybe you should start thinking about having a safe of sorts uh, to lock up your information. We'll find out if that's doable with our guest today, Casey Tennyson. I am Christopher Hart, along with Rich Jekyll. And don't forget, on August the 22nd, that's a Wednesday afternoon from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Orlando Science Center, 
And this is being sponsored by the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce. They're going to have their annual business showcase. Yeah, and man. Rich will be out there showcasing the score. Yeah, that's right. I'll be doing speed counseling along with a few other volunteers. All right. So that's August the 22nd. It's free at the Orlando Science Center right there in Lock Haven Park, downtown Orlando. All right. So our guest today, Casey Tennyson, when we were talking about cybersecurity, and it is much more in the news these days. And uh, part of the problem with it, of course, is you were going to – oh, that's right. You were going to ask a question. Yeah, I wanted to ask a question. Um, What about these virus protection? Do they stop this phishing stuff or not? Okay. I do have an answer for that. Oh, good. Good. Uh, I had an IT person tell me to take it off of the Mac because I'm in the creative field, so we tend to use Apple products. Okay. And so he told me to take it off because it fights with the operating system. But then I had somebody in the marketing department for Norton, Semantic, right? and they were going to sponsor my film based on the book. So if you read the paperback, it says you should put it on there because uh-huh. I wanted them to sponsor my film. But actually in the hardback, what they really said is it fights with the operating system. I think something is better than nothing. I don't have the answer. I think ask your IT person about that because it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think rather than looking for specific software, look for a specific person that you trust. Okay. I think that's more important. And stay up on the terminology. When they were talking to me about IP address, I didn't know what they were talking about. So familiarize yourself now with what are the terms, what are the – what. What do you need to know if this does happen to you and who can you trust and find that person ahead of time? I had a really hard time interviewing people and I would wait for a couple of days for them to get there. And then they would get there and they would just tell me, oh, buy a new computer or oh, go, file a police report or I don't work on Apple products. I'm only PC. Well, by now I've waited a week for the guy to get there. So I would say do your research now. Brush up on it as much as you can because we all think it's not going to happen to me. And you know what? I thought that too, but it might happen to you. And so just. And it did happen to you. Yeah. So it's just like putting on sunscreen before you go to the beach. Just have some awareness of what's going on out there, not to scare yourself, but it is scary when it happens. You mentioned that it would have been better, like you, you talked to the fellow who helped build AOL, that it would have been better if they would have put in safety precautions, we'll call it as they were building these platforms, but they did not. When you say they, would that include the major ones? Uh, Google. Oh, yeah. Facebook, all, the de- all the developers, safety is not their concern. Getting these products out the door and getting people to use them, that's their concern. I, the other thing is that, not to go into conspiracy theories, but well, some people do want access to our information, mm-hmm. so maybe they don't want all that built in there where you can't get to it. Right. Uh, and uh, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, made it pretty clear uh, with, that they were running a business and what they were trying to do was actually get people hooked up together and make it easy for people to find out about one another, not make it, you know, difficult in any way. And certainly they have uh, two business models. One is to sell advertising. The other is to sell information uh, to advertisers, right? Correct. And, There's a lot of that. And they have to collect that information in, in order to sell it. So you're really, you have sort of three things going on simultaneously uh, in the in the cyber world that you need to understand are going on. All right. Uh, not that you can necessarily do anything about them. Maybe you can. 
Uh, for one, the government knows everything that you're doing. If it's on digital, they're recording it and storing it, correct? Correct. And have been for quite some time, correct? Correct. As, as soon as things went digital, where you can write literally things down on a piece of paper with numbers and then put that into a machine and it can translate it back into a voice or a song or something, it's easy to collect this information and store it. It's, there's nothing to it. You just, psh, 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 every little bit of information, just psh, 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 a little copy goes off into the storage bin. And uh, I heard Sebastian Gorka say recently, talking about how, how do you dig out terrorists, he says it's like a needle in a haystack, but every day the haystack gets bigger and bigger and bigger because you got all this information coming in. Right. And they call it, what do they call it, mega data collection or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, you have businesses who they're doing, trying to do the same thing as much, your buying habits and your likes and dislikes and all of that sort of thing. And then, of course, you have the, and I would throw in politicians and politics into that. And then you have uh, the nefarious creatures out there who are trying to make, you know, a living, a lavish living off of you. Off the dark web. Yeah, right. And that's where you got hurt. But in looking into all that, you discovered all this other stuff going on, right? Right. Oh, I had no idea about any of it. And so, and I think a lot of people don't. And a lot of people say, well, Casey, if someone hacked into my computer, I wouldn't care. Well, you would care when they start pretending like they're you and they're deleting your files of a project you just spent six months working on. And then they put it back the next day and they're canceling your appointments and they're pretending like they're you and they're interfering with your relationships. You are going to care when they get in there. And that's just on a personal level. And then, of course, you, you, we are susceptible as a nation. And is that what you were talking about here, an alarming message to America in whole, that not just are we individually susceptible, but as a nation, we're more and more susceptible? In the, absolutely. In the book, I have a power company, an oil company being hacked and shutting down production. And so that could happen so easily if they can happen, if they can hack they can hack into anything and they being bad guys. Right. And, and so, the, and by the way, they're trying all the time. Uh, just this past week on, uh, I believe it was uh, CNBC, uh, uh, or maybe it was Fox business channel, but uh, they were talking about cybersecurity and he was saying a million times a day, this stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not like, Oh, here, Oh, look now Trump, somebody just tried. You know, it's it's constantly happening, right? And they are having to constantly fight this stuff. They have to rebuild firewalls constantly, right? And and the techniques can change as well, can't they? In terms of hacking? Oh yeah, they're you know while we have software developers out there developing good things, you have bad guys out there developing bad guys. The way is to beat the good things, right? Yeah, right. And so, it's knowledge is power on steroids. So. Whoever's getting to our knowledge has power over us. Can this have a good ending? Everything has a good ending. (laughs) You're a writer. I'm asking, you know. Well, in my book, the guy goes to jail. That's the fiction part. Okay. All right. (laughs) Because he didn't really. But I wrote the book, so I wanted something bad to happen to him. Okay. All right. So the true story is what happened to you. The the stuff that isn't is what happened to him. Um, So... Mm. All right. Once again, uh, uh, Casey Tennyson's book is Marlin's Cry, a fishing story, and it's the digital damnation of civilized society. Now, that's a pretty provocative uh, subtitle right there, the digital damnation 
of civilized society. What did you have in mind exactly when you put that there? Oh, I thought we were all going to implode. Like, it's, it was <laughs> really? scary stuff. When but, I started looking at it, you have to know, I don't watch scary movies. If there's a 30-second TV commercial that would come on when my children lived in my house and it was about a scary movie, oh, don't let mom watch it. So <laughs> I don't. I don't subject my mind to anything frightening or anything scary. And I was terrified when I started looking into this. It's, it is very, very scary. But I think there are some solutions. Like, I think one of the solutions would be rather than taking every piece of software out there and trying to plug up all the holes, why don't we just have someone come up with software that could identify the bad guy, just like get his fingerprints, figure out where he is, where he can't fake it, he can't. He can't fake who he is or where he's coming from. And then just go get him, like the terrorists. Like whoever is doing these things, make examples out of them. Caller ID. Yeah. <laughs> but like for digital. Big. You're right. Big. So rather than taking all these software developers and having them work on an app developers and all that, having them work on Firewalls. Little, little bitty yep. software programs, have them work just on a big global scale. Here's how you can tell who got into your computer. Here's how you can tell who accessed your phone and go get them and make examples out of them. That's the only way. Okay. Um, and by the way, I noticed that you you spoke kind of in past tense there. You said, I thought uh, we were all going to crash or how implode. Did you implode. Uh, does that mean you no longer think that? Oh, it just means that I'm writing a happier book right now. So I'm trying to change my mindset about the whole thing. Okay. All right. Well, certainly there's a lot more attention about it now. There's no question about that. And uh, as you said, this, it's hard to trace this sort of thing because, uh, as uh, somebody said, uh, a 400 pound person sitting in a bed somewhere can make it look like somebody else is doing it clear on the other side of the world. Oh yeah. That's, That's scary, too, because, okay, so now someone is a bad guy. He is in your computer. So these are facts that you know. God only knows what he's doing out there and making it look like you did it. So Mm -hmm. you don't know if they're going to ring the doorbell and come get you because something he did that he made it look like you did it. So it is important to not let these people in. You can't catch them because they change IP, Internet protocols, all over the world. Or they just make it look like it's you. Mm-hmm. So I do have right. advice for people. If your battery's going down and some something might be going on in the background. And so your computer, your phone might be being used for bad activity mm-hmm. that you don't even know is going on. Yeah. So if your battery keeps going down, think about that. Take it back to factory settings. Reload all, all your software. Not only would you not know what's going on, you wouldn't be able to, knowing the sophistication of these people, you wouldn't be able to even access it through your own device to know what they were doing. Oh, of course not. Right. You're just going to be thinking, why is my battery going down? Yeah. So that was until the FBI shows up at the door. Yeah, you know, ding dong. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we understand you're, uh, you know, doing selling or whatever, Russia. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, agent to foreign agent here. All right. Uh, once again, uh, Marlins Cry, a fishing story. You can order it uh, on Amazon and. Uh, Casey's website is chartcharityart.com, chartcharityart.com. And uh, Casey Tennyson, once again, is our guest today. And don't forget, uh, you can be a guest of sorts of riches at the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce Business Showcase, where he's going to be doing a little speed counseling. Speed counseling, man. You can come and get 20 minutes with a counselor. And then if you need more time, we'll schedule you. And of course, for an hour. And, of course, that sort of thing is always free from the SCORE counselors. 
But this whole event on that day at the Orlando Science Center from 4 to 7 p.m., that's Wednesday, August the 22nd, the whole event is free. And there will be plenty of parking there. It's a, in the Orlando Science Center. It's a great facility there. Yeah, it was yeah. a great success, I believe, last, last year, year when yeah. you were there. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the whole thing didn't fall apart just because Rich happened to be there. <laughs> so right. I'm sure that won't happen again this year. So uh, Don't count on it. <laughs> yeah, August the 22nd, 4 to 7 p.m., Orlando Science Center. You're welcome to be there. And I hope you'll be there on the other side of this short break. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Don't forget that you are listening to this show. Thanks to the Salem Media Group here in Orlando, Florida. I am Christopher Hart, along with Rich Jekyll. Been doing this show four years now. And as I said, it's a it's a public uh, uh, service by Salem Media Group here in Orlando to get the word out about SCORE and the National Entrepreneur Center, which is internationally known and yet very rare, what we're doing here in Central Florida with the Entrepreneur Center. Right, one of only two in the nation. Right, and uh, of course we got to get the word out about that sort of thing, and we've been doing it right here on the radio. And maybe you'd like to use radio to get the word out about your organization or business, because guess what, folks? More people listen to the radio than go to Google every week. More people listen to the radio than watch their TVs every week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Radio is still the most fundamental form and most popularly used form of mass communication in the United States of America, with some 93 to 95 percent of all Americans listening to their radio every week. What shows? And uh, they listen to, all, of course, all types of formats. The two leading formats are news talk format, which is what this station is doing, mm-hmm. and country music. Yes, sir. Uh, that's right. All Yeehaw. American radio. All right. The Americans like their country music, and they like to be informed. And uh, so they would maybe like to be informed by you, maybe with your own voice. The great thing about the Salem Media Group here in Orlando is they can do all of it for you. Or if you would like to have your own radio show, they can help you do that, put it together, and uh, get it on the air. Or if you just like to do your own commercials, they can help you do that as well. But the main thing is they can help you get your message to the people you would like to hear it. With four great radio stations here, they can hit four different markets at one time or maybe one particular market for you. The man to talk to is Bill Files. He's the station manager here. The phone number 407-618-1760. He'd love to give you a tour around the place and explain to you how efficiently and effectively uh, you can spend your marketing and advertising dollars getting your message out in a very, very personal way. 407-618-1760. Bill Files is his name. All right. And, uh, you know, you people come up to you, don't, don't they? Say, yeah, you're Rich Dakel from the radio oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it, like in seminars and stuff oh, like that, yeah. they'll oh, look yeah. at the picture and go, aren't you this guy? Yeah, that's right, the radio <laughs> guy. All right, so our guest today, once again, is Casey Tennyson, and her, this is just her latest book. Now, you're a ghostwriter, and I don't, you don't want you to go down the whole list, but how many books have you ghostwritten? a handful okay. i would say half a dozen okay and i see you've uh, written four of your own books okay. and, and uh, i love the titles lessons from a falling leaf secrets of the southern shells 
and bait for fish bigger than I am. <laughs> bait for fish bigger than I am. Okay. All right. That's about fishing. Okay. Remember I had some downtime. P-H or F? Uh, well, both happened simultaneously. Oh, I had a little okay. downtime, so I spent a lot of time in the Bahamas while I was just waiting for all the computer stuff. Fishing with an F, fishing. Right. Uh, right. And then that's when I became a ghostwriter using my skill set because I didn't really want to be out in the public. But now I'm just reemerging. Okay. Hmm. And by the way, Casey is available for public speaking. If you would like to have her speak in front of your group about cybersecurity and cyber stalking and perhaps some of the things that you can do to avoid it or at least make it a little Attempt, bit more a little bit yeah. more difficult because i would imagine most hackers are probably like burglars they go to the easiest places that they can get in and so the harder you make it the more likely they may go to the next door you know and, and knock on that one so uh are there any little gems of wisdom that you can throw out there for people well the one thing people always ask is about their camera And I've asked a million people, and the only answer is you have to cover it. So get yourself a Post-it note, put it over that little camera at the top of your laptop, because there is no way to deactivate that camera. So that's my biggest piece of advice I learned. Wow. Because I I asked everybody that one. Yeah. And then another thing is, speaking of cameras, that when you start thinking about, okay, in my emergency kit, in my hurricane kit, when you think about you might start getting... You know, if you ever do get hacked, hopefully you don't. But keep a camera close by that's not going straight to your iPhoto. So what you want is you want a separate camera so that... You mean like a separate old-fashioned digital camera? Just think old-fashioned the whole way. Pretend pretend like you don't have a computer and put yourself a little... (laughs) Pretend like you're going to school in the sixth grade and put yourself together a little box of tools that you will need if you ever get hacked. And one would be a separate camera. Yes. So that way you when your when your computer is operating itself without you having any control over it and is doing things you can record it, you can document it. Uh-huh. So that you can show a computer person this is what the screen said, this is what it did. Here's a file that opened so that you can communicate what's going on. Right. And also pen and paper. Pen and paper is your friend to take notes uh-huh. along those same lines. Are all so these tips are, in the book? All those tips are in the book. Okay, and you said there's 85 of them? 85 tips. I have four pages. I'd be happy to share with anybody if they don't want to buy the book. But the book's actually a good read. I get really great reviews on it. And And it makes it more fun. It's a nice little book. It's a hardcover book. And uh, it is, uh, as you said, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's well written. And it's not tiny print. And so you could probably read this in, in an afternoon, if you sat down and were determined to get through it, you could do that. If you left the Orlando airport for New York, you can read it on that flight. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect book for your summer travels. Okay. All right. So Marlin's Cry, a fishing story. Fishing being spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. Fishing. Isn't that a Marlin on the cover, too? It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, Marlin. And so it's Marlin's Cry, a fishing story. The digital damnation of civilized society. Uh, another thing that uh, these digital platforms have made possible, which jumps comes to my mind when you when you have on here the digital damnation of civilized society, is that uh, you know according to Zuckerberg he wanted to sort of bring the whole world together, and it appears as though the whole world is being torn apart by this. 
uh, because you can do things sort of anonymously uh, on these platforms that you probably wouldn't do if you were sitting face-to-face with a person, let's say. You, you follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. In other Thanks. words, you use the word civilized. We seem to be becoming less civilized in the cyber world, in the digital world. Well, you absolutely. A cyber criminal is a coward. That's the very first thing you need to know about this personality type. This is a coward. This isn't someone who would come out and hurt you out in public. This is a cowardly person. And so they just hide behind this uh, anonymous platform, the Internet, and they're able to do bad things. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous what's been created. And I, I guess I'm talking about you're, – you're talking about criminal activity. I'm, I'm sort of lumping in with that – Cyber bullying. Oh yeah. You, you follow what I'm saying here? That that uh, with with the sort of the shield of the cyber world, people are are, are more more likely to be belligerent with one right. another. Right. Oh, you mean more vocal on the web? Just more belligerent. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you're an idiot if you don't agree with somebody's uh, position oh, on, a, on oh. politics or something like that, or or you moron, you know, or and you even get the the threats and things of that nature. You know, this person should be killed or all these people should be killed or something of that nature. Again, this book was very forward thinking, very predictive, because if you read this, everything in there has happened. And so it was very predictive of things to come. Civilized society. It is less civil the way people talk Mm -hmm. on the Internet. It's not the way they would talk to your face. Someone would have a hard time talking to me the way. You know, the things that I read on the Internet, they wouldn't say that to my face. Right. And uh, the problem is, the more they say it on the Internet, perhaps the more likely eventually they would say it on, to your face. Right. Because it becomes road. It becomes more or less habit. And uh, habits are hard to break. Right, Rich? I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree <laughs> with that. Just ask him over there at the, uh, got the, the pub. Uh, Marlin's Cry, A Fishing Story, The Digital Damnation of Civilized Society by Casey Tennyson. And once again, you can get a copy or two. Or as a matter of fact, you might want to get them to all your loved ones who are really into the cyber world and all the, the social media and stuff uh, so that they know what uh, what the jungle is really like out there. Right? Yeah. How many people have a computer these days? Everybody. Just about. I mean, like what, 90%, 85%? Right. It's a lot of people. You were going to say. I would just say if I was a business owner, I would buy that book. It's fun reading, and I would have my whole staff, it would be mandatory reading, to read that just as an eye-opener. So before you share files, before you're doing your personal stuff on my computer that I paid for here in the business, I would want my I would want everyone to read that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and once again, she is available for ghostwriting if you got a good story and it, it's not too uh, out there like Rich. Yeah, uh, lecturing and, and of course lecturing and talking about this and the book itself. And uh, you can go to her website chartcharityart.com chartcharityart.com you spell all that out chartcharityart.com and uh, once again Casey Tennyson is her name and that's a good suggestion because a lot of people just uh, sort of take it for granted don't even think about it or think about it when they hear it on the news but don't think about it in terms of their own personal or especially their business 
uh, because, you know, it's, it's bad enough if uh, you have somebody hacking into your personal life, but how about if they hacking into your personal and business life? Right? Mm-hmm. They, they can really put you out of business. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people have that intent to do just that. Well, with my ad agency, one of my accounts, I did PR for a summer for a power plant. So guess what? Before I got a tour of the power plant, I had to wear a hard hat. They had to talk to me about some things, things I could do, things I couldn't do, where to step, follow them. And so there was a safety protocol before I could go walking around this plant. Well, guess what? Before anybody gets on your computer for your business and you are the business decision maker, you are the manager, you are the owner, you need to have a big safety lesson on those computers because it is a weapon. Let me that ask can be a, used against you. a question here. It, did, did this guy do this to you personally, or was he just having fun? He found me through one of my clients. And I'll tell you something that's in the book. I'll spoil the surprise. <laughs> but when I got in there and I started looking through there, and I was on one of my older computers that my assistants used to use, guess what? There was already a different spy in there that had been in there since 2008. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm not kidding. All right. And so when you get in there and start looking around, it was a competitor. But I let him go because I didn't care. You know, I cared about the guy who was scaring me. Yeah, yeah. Not about the competitor. All right. And you folks should care, too. Care enough to get the book, Marlin's Cry, A Fishing Story, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, A Fishing Story, Marlin's Cry, A Fishing Story by Casey Tennyson. And you can get the book on Amazon, her website, chartcharityart.com. And don't forget, August the 22nd, Orlando Science Center, 4 to 7 p.m., free. It's the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce Annual Business Showcase. Showcasing one rich jingle of the What's the Score show. You got it. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. There. Bye. See ya. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.